I remember what it's like being so broke and sitting in the welfare office and being humiliated by this welfare worker who looked at my wife and talked about me like I wasn't even in the room. And they said to her, you know, we could give you more money. He wasn't in the house. Hey, he has a name. Yeah, that's what they said about me. The Myron Golden. Didn't they know who I was going to be? I ain't got no sense. Y'all pray for me. Don't judge me. Don't you judge me. You pray for me. Okay. So, so all like I remember what it was like, but even as bad as my situation was, it wasn't this bad. Because in Bible times, if you owed somebody money and you couldn't pay them, they could come and take you and your family to be their indentured servants, and you would have to work off the debt, and you would be their slaves until the year of Jubilee. Jesus. Ooh, so, Jesus. This young couple, oh, Elisha, by the way, was the prophet. Right. He started a school for the prophets. We'll call it, for, for our practical intents and purposes, we'll call it a Bible college. And he had all these people there, these, these young people there that were in this school. And there was this man there, and he was married, and they had two sons and his wife. And they borrowed some money. Maybe they borrowed some money to pay for school. Maybe they borrowed some money to pay for a house. Maybe they borrowed some money to pay for a chariot. I don't know. They borrowed some money for something. And he died before they could pay it back. Jesus. And she didn't work outside the home because that's not how they did it back then. Right. And they didn't have life insurance because that's not how they did it back right. then. And now all of a sudden, creditor knocks on the door. Yeah, I know your husband just died, but I want your kids. Ooh. Like, wait, what? And it says she went to Elisha. And she said, I go and see my kids. You know my husband fearing the Lord. And now he died. And now they come to take my kids. You say, how do you know it happened like that? Because it said, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha. She didn't just come talking to him. She came crying. Come she on. was weeping and wailing. <laughs> and she was so distraught because she had already lost her husband. Now right. she's about to lose her children. Right. Like her whole life is falling apart yeah. before her eyes. Yeah. And then she comes and tells the preacher. And he says, what do you want me to do about it? Whoa. Like, you, you know, you know that people be people will be leaving your church by the droves. You got a widow coming up in there talking about, hey, this is what happened to me. And you ain't taking up an offering. You saying what you want me to do about it. Can I get a witness? Where my people? Where my people? Yeah. OK. And he said, what you want me to do about it? Why did he ask that question? Elisha asked her that question. By the way, this is introductory. This is not even part of the outline. You can use it if you want to, but it ain't part of the outline. He said, what you want me to do about it? Here's what he was saying. He was saying, he was saying, he's saying, um, what do you want me to do about it? He was saying, expect more from yourself. Whoa. See, the problem was she wanted him to fix her problem from yourself than you do from other people. So Jesus. here's what happened. I believe this woman went to him looking for an offering because I, I remember I used to be a senior pastor at a church. I was blown away by how do cars know? How do they know they're in front of the church? So what do you mean? We had so many cars run out of gas or break down in front of the church. Like, how did the car know it was in front of the church? <laughs> and they came in knocking on the door. Can we get some money? Our car broke down in front of the church. Right? Okay, anyway. All right. So expect more from yourself. He was saying, hey, you're coming to me because you want me to fix your problem. He's saying to her, expect more from yourself than you do from somebody else. Whoa. I'm going to tell you the formula for misery and frustration. Expect more from other people than you do from yourself. I'm going to tell you the Come formula on. for success. Expect more from yourself than Self. you do from other people. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. snap, I'm helping somebody up in here. Yes. Then he said, he said, he said, what, what what shall I do for thee? Then he said, tell me. What is he saying? He's saying, express yourself. Mm. One of the things you have to do when you are coaching people is you have to teach them to stop focusing on and talking about the problem. Yes. He said, tell me, what do you have in the house? I heard what you said about the problem. Mm. Tell me about the solution. Mm. 
And see, what you got to do is you got to get people to stop coming to you, expecting you to give them a solution. Yes. And when they come to you and tell you about the problem, I said, say to them, you know, I heard you give me the problem. So what solution have you figured out? Come on now. Stop making it so easy for your children. Yes. Stop making it so Ooh. easy for your friends. Yeah. Stop making it so easy for your coaching problems, yeah. for your coaching clients, and start asking them, what have you figured out? Before I give you my answer, give me your answer. Jesus. Because the answer you give me might be better than the answer I'm going to give you. If you already got a great answer, you might only need me to say, go get him, Tiger. You may not need me to give you another answer. So he said, express yourself. And then he said, he said, he said, what do you want me to do about it? He said, expect more from yourself, express yourself. And then he said, what do you have in the house? He said, examine yourself. I'm going to tell you one of the biggest problems, you know, everybody has. They suffer from this business disease business disease. It's called I'm just me-itis. It's inflammation of the I'm just me gland. And what happens is when other people have a gift, you can see how great it is. But when you got a gift, well, I'm just me. It can't be that good because if, if it was that good of a gift, somebody else would have it. How many of y'all know I'm telling the truth? Yeah. And what you got to learn how to do is you got to learn how to examine yourself. Hey, watch me now and take inventory of your gifts. See, you know what everybody else is good at. And you're jealous of the singer and you're jealous of the dancer and you're jealous of the actor, but you've never taken into consideration that you got some gifts too. And see, while you counting everybody else's gifts, maybe you should go home and start inventory. Get yourself a little spreadsheet. Yeah, I can cook and I can write some poetry and I ain't half bad at cleaning the house and I know how to fix a car and I know how to paint a wall. Come on, come on. See, the problem is, you know what everybody's good at but you. Jesus. And you knew, like, I, the same people you're looking at right now thinking, man, if I just had their gift, do you know they're looking at you right now thinking, if I just had their gift? <laughs> Isn't it interesting how we can always see the value of other people's gifts? And I'm going to tell you, the reason we can see the value of other people's gifts is because the cultural, hypnotic, societal mechanism has programmed us not to value ourselves. So when we have our gift, we think we are the thing making it less valuable. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm helping somebody up in here, whether you know it or not. Jesus. <laughs> and what you've got to do is you've got to understand that every time you look in the mirror and you discount what you see, you are actually accusing God of making a mistake when he made you and gave you the gifts he gave you. Yeah, Lord, I know you gave me this gift, but why didn't you give me the thing they got? Oh, wow. Jesus. So, after that happened, now we can go. See, she was looking for, she was looking for an offering. And a lot of times people are going to come to you and they're going to ask you for your help because they want you to give them something. But they want you to give them something and the thing that you give them is going to be worse than the thing they've already got. Wow. And he didn't give her an offering. You know what he gave her? He gave her some options. Okay. And options are better than offerings. Mm -hmm. When you give people a choice, mm -hmm. that's better than you giving them a solution. Jesus. That's better than you giving them a fix. He didn't give her an offering. He gave her some options. He gave her an opportunity. He said, hey, I know I'm the man of God and you're coming by talking to me because you think I'm going to go talk to God for you and I'm going to get him to do your part. But I got news for you today. God ain't going to do your part and you can't do his part. So you might as well get on out there and do what you can do. I know what you can't do. Don't worry about that part. Do what you can do. How many y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Wave at me, my people. So what, how do you have a tur financial turnaround? The first thing you got to do if you're going to have a financial turnaround, you must seek a turnaround.
What does that mean? That means you've got to acknowledge the fact that financially you are not where you are would like to be, and you have to go look it. I gotta congratulate. I gotta I gotta clap my hand for you. I gotta celebrate you. I gotta take my hat off for you. I gotta wave at you. I gotta cheer you on. Every single solitary person on this challenge. The reason I am cheering you on. The reason I'm one of the fans in your stands is because you showed up this week. And all these VIPs showed up with your cameras turned on because you are looking for an answer yes. to the problem you had. You're looking for a financial turnaround. You ain't here because you like the sound of my voice. Mm-mm. You're here because you are looking for a financial turnaround for you and your family. I celebrate you. Yes, I elevate you. you. Yes. I'm proud of you. I'm thankful for you. Congratulations for being in the right place at the right time. Glory. You're Glory. seeking a turnaround. You got the first part down. You got step number one out of eight steps complete. Don't don't stop, honey. Pick up some momentum and keep it moving. Well, what's the second one? You got to seek a turnaround. I want to make sure I don't get them out of order. Sometimes I get excited and I start jumping out of order and moving stuff around. And then you you ain't no telling what might happen next. So the second thing you got to do is you have to submit to a teacher. Submit to a teacher. What does that mean? That means you have to find somebody who knows what you haven't learned yet and trust what they know more than you trust what you know. Hey, y'all, I am fairly successful. I have three, count them three right now, three business coaches. I got a business did over a million dollars last month, part time. But guess what? I still have business coaches. And if they call a play, I'm running they play. Cause I ain't paying them. I ain't paying them to teach me the stuff I already know. I'm te- I'm paying them to show me the stuff they see that I don't see. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. You better yes. be careful. And don't you outsmart yourself. Come on. You must submit to a teacher. Yes. You know what the word submit to? It means you place yourself under the, the authority, authority of another. Of it doesn't another. mean they're better than you. It right. doesn't even mean they're smarter than you. Right. It just means they know something that works better than what you yes. know works. Yes, yes, yes. How many of y'all tracking? Wave at me, yes. my people. Wave at tracking. me. See, what you got to do is you got to get yourself in an environment where you're no longer the smartest person in the room. You got to get in a room where you feel like a dum-dum. I remember when I first joined Russell Brunson's Inner Circle. I am telling you, like, and, and this was back in 2015. This was in my comeback years because, like, a lot of people don't know. Like, a lot of times when people make make a lot of money, they have to lose it so they can learn how to keep it. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm yeah talking about, for real. Right? I, hey, back in 2005, yeah. I had my first million dollar year, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. We knocking it out of the park. Then all of a sudden, 2008 happened. Clients that owed me hundreds of thousands of dollars got abducted by aliens. I know they got abducted by aliens because I have not seen them since. <laughs> <laughs> That's what aliens do when you owe people money. They come and abduct you. <laughs> oh, pray for me. Y'all know I ain't got good sense. I like that. So that's t- I like oh, by that. the way. So what happened? 2007, we had literally seven years of tragedy in a row. Some kind of tragedy happened seven years in a row, starting in 2007. Ooh. 2007, my oldest son was in a car accident. Jesus. And was in the hospital for four days and died four days later. Ooh. It, like, it was the most devastating, Jesus. surreal, Jesus. painful, soul-crushing experience of my life. Jesus. I can't even put into words how it feels to my be a father God. who's supposed to protect your family. Wow. You're supposed to protect your children. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in the hospital and there's nothing I can do. I'm praying. I'm trusting. I'm believing. But I can't keep my wife from watching her son die. Mm -hmm. I can't keep my other two children from watching their brother die. Mm -hmm. I am. You know what death does? Death reminds us of the reality of eternity. Okay. Reminds us of the brevity of life. 
It reminds us of the illusion of control. Mm. I mean, y'all picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, yeah. Right? Control is an illusion. Okay. Right? Because if I could have done something that day, I would have done something. But I couldn't. That's what happened in 2007. 2008, they created the Great Recession. I didn't participate in it, but my clients did. So they decided not to pay me. So I had to figure something out. So now I've got, I'm hundreds of thousands of dollars in the hole the very year that I upgrade my lifestyle. I was living a small life. My monthly expenses were $5,000 a month. And then all of a sudden I'm like, okay, we're going to buy a new house. We're going to go create some new memories. We're going to like move out of this house that has all this pain anchored to it. We're going to move into a new house. So I bought my family a million dollar house, had a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of cars. And it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, we were making a hundred to 200 and something thousand dollars a month. And then all of a sudden it started slowly drying up. Then in 2009, I said, man, I got to do something. This is going to blow away. So I went and got started at a network marketing company because that was something I knew how to do. So I built up this network marketing income where I was making 40,000 a month from the network marketing company within four months. And I was making another 100,000 a month teaching other people in the company how to do what I did. So I was like back over 100,000 a month, everything's good. Then the company made some changes to the product and then in a couple months that dried up and withered away. Then in 2010, why am I telling you this? Because you look at people who are succeeding like you're not succeeding, you think they never had a problem. Mm. No, they do. They had a problem, just kept on trucking. Yeah, yeah. Right, they persevered through their problem. And so 2010, I, I don't want you to feel bad for me. Don't feel bad for me. God is good and heaven is real and, and we gonna keep on moving. We have an assignment. And so 2010, I got a letter from the insidious represent, rep, representatives of Satan saying, you got a letter from who? the insidious representatives of Satan. <laughs> and I'm talking too fast to y'all. And they told me, they told oh, me after all this other stuff going on, after all this other stuff going down, they told me, hey, I tell you what, we're going to leave you alone as long as you send us $1,065,000. Say what? Say you what? Right? Don't y'all know what I just been through? They didn't care. Send us a million sixty-five thousand dollars. I didn't have a million sixty-five thousand dollars. So I hired an I hired a tax litigation consultant. He said you can do two things. He got you. He said, "Man, you got two choices." He said, "You can go make four million dollars, pay tax on the four million, and use the two million you got left over, half of that, to pay the one million sixty-five thousand, or you can go broke and make a deal." I'm like, "Oh, uh, 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 okay. How do you do that?" So we went broke and made a deal. I lived on borrowed money for two years. I had a good friend who I helped when he was in trouble. He loaned me $4,000 a month for two years. I borrowed some money from some friends, moved across the country. My good friend Delatore McNeil was there to help me unpack my ginormous truck, right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, we got to Tampa and I was broke as a joke and ready to show. And Dr. Delatore McNeil sitting right here in this room, he gave me the first opportunity to speak when I moved to Tampa. And I'm broke. I, I ain't almost broke, y'all. I'm broke. I, was, I wasn't just broke, I was broke at a higher level. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about, right? I was broke at a high, I had another level of broke you ain't even experienced yet, right? And so, uh, I moved to Tampa, 2013, but in 2011, my mom died. Ooh, 2012, Jesus. I had to sell my million dollar house on a short sale for 600 and something thousand dollars, lost 400 and something thousand dollars on a house that I paid a million dollars for. Moved across the country on borrowed money, I borrowed some money from my brother, I borrowed some money from my brother-in-law, borrowed some money from some friends of mine moved across the country, and then another friend of mine loaned me $4,000 a month for two years. I'm telling you, man, I was like, and then I, I'm, I'm telling you this for a reason, because y'all think that people who are winning now are always winning and they're always up. And I'm telling you, I can remember, you remember that house in Atlanta Lakes where you helped me unload that truck? 
I can remember sitting on my back porch patio and my wife came out and said, what's wrong? And I just broke down and started crying like a baby. I don't know if I can do it again. Every time I do something, it don't work. They let me sign up for $5,000. I said, I can figure out how to make $5,000 every year. Get to Boise, Idaho from anywhere other than Denver, Colorado. It's virtually impossible and it takes three days. Nah, it doesn't really, but it feels like that, right? Because you got to fly to Denver, you got to fly to San Diego, you got to fly to San Francisco, you got to fly to Washington, say, out of Washington, and then you come back to Boise. And I got to Boise, and the inner circle was at the Grove Hotel. At the Grove Hotel, they had enough nerve to be charging people $260-something a night for a hotel room to go to bed. <laughs> Like, y'all ain't, no, 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 we ain't stay, they might be staying at the Grove, we ain't staying at the Grove, we went to Little Mare Suites, right, $79 a night, got a room for my son and my daughter to share, and I got a room for me, $79 a night, I'm just, like, this was 2015, this was not that long ago, y'all, this was seven years ago, this was, this was my experience in reality, I'm telling you this, because everything doesn't have to be perfect for you to make something work, you just gotta get going, you just gotta get it started, I got in Russell Brunson's room, and Russell taught a lot of great stuff, and Russell's the most brilliant marketer alive, maybe the most brilliant marketer ever, that was not the greatest value I got out of being in that room. You know what the greatest value I got out of that room was? Everybody in that room was making more money than me then. Whoa. And all of us would share ideas. And they all thought my ideas were great. And I'm thinking, my ideas are great? Y'all think my ideas are great? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait, what, wait, what, wait, 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 what? Just getting in the room where other people were making more money than me, other people were smarter than me, and they thought I was smart. That was all I needed. Within two years, I was making over a million dollars a year again. Now last year, like, it was way better. This year we'll do low end 40 million, high end 250 million. Like, it's crazy. Like, we're on a trajectory that's crazy right now. And I'm not telling you that to, well, man, you're so wonderful. I already told y'all, I told y'all the zero story. Now y'all know the zero story behind the hero story, don't you? Can I get a witness? Where are my people? Where are my people? Right? I, I promise you, everybody that has a hero story has a zero story, even if they ain't willing to tell it to you. Mm, I wish I had some help in here. Ooh, Lord. Okay. So, so submit to a teacher. What did I do? I went, I paid Russell $30,000, so I didn't have to figure out what to do. I had somebody who would tell me what to do when he, when he called a play. When the coach called a play, I ran the play. 
That's what you need. You need somebody who know, who's already where you desire to go to call a play, and then you need to pay them enough that you ain't going to disregard what they say. <laughs> so, after you submit to a teacher, what's the next thing you got to do? You have to, number three, you have to see your treasure. I don't know if y'all picked up on it or not. <laughs> Kiana's brilliant. I mean, she ain't bragging, but like she got one little asset in her business that makes her between a half a million and a million dollars a month, like on autopilot, right? She, she, she's not going to tell you all like she's kill, how much she's killing the game, but she's killing the game. But I don't know if you picked up on what she said. She said, Myron, Myron helped me believe in me. Yes. I yes. could see her treasure when she thought her treasure was trash. Yes. That's what a coach does for you. Yes. A coach believes in you so much that you can borrow the coach's belief to build your own belief. Yes. Like when I used to do multi-level marketing, my, the, my whole formula for success is this, borrow a story to build a story. As a business coach, my whole formula for success is you borrow some belief to build your own belief. And then you use that belief to build your business. Like you have to see your treasure and see the problem. One of the reasons we all need a coach is because a lot, all of us have some treasure that we can't see, right? All of us have some treasure. See, like I got eyes, but my eyes can't see me unless I'm looking in the mirror. My eyes can see everything around me, but my eyes sometimes can't take all this in. So you got to see your treasure. Then, oh, by the way, when I said submit to a teacher, here's what's really interesting about this. I'm going to bring this to your attention now. I'm going to talk about it more later. Elisha told this woman to do something that didn't make sense. 90% of great coaching is going to be counterintuitive. What did he tell her to do? The first, he asked her a bunch of questions. He said, what do you want me to do about it? Tell me what do you have in the house? And then he said, after she told him, I don't have anything in the house out of a pot of oil, he said, go borrow. Wait a minute. This pro woman's problem was debt. Wait, wait, Elisha. She got three problems. She got pr three problems. You're telling her to go borrow, but her problem was debt. That was one problem. Another problem was death. Her husband died. The other problem was doubt. And Elisha said, the way we're going to fix this, I'm going to, your, your problem's debt you can't pay. I'm going to tell you how to get out of debt. You ready? I'm going to tell you the best debt elimination pro program in the world. Everybody ready? Wave at me if you're ready for the greatest debt elimination pro program in the world. Here it is. You ready? Go borrow some money to build a business and let the business pay off the debt. Come on now. Don't say it too fast. Go borrow some money yep. to build a business and let the business pay off the debt. Yes. Yes. I max out my credit cards every time I get a chance. Max out my $50,000 plus American Express card, my $30,000 Visa card. I'm maxing them out every time I get a chance. Why? Because it's free money. Yes. I max out my credit cards yes. every month and then I let the business pay them on. Yes. Come I'm on maxing now. out buying stuff for the business, but still. Yeah. And then they give me free money. Yeah. Elisha said to this woman, I'm going to show you how to use your problem to solve your problem. See, you thought you needed a solution to solve your problem. I'm going to show you how to use your problem to solve your problem. And some of y'all are so afraid of debt that you will never be wealthy. But I got a challenge for you. Since this is a make more offers challenge, let me challenge you. <laughs> Get in your car when we through today and go out there in your town and drive up and down the streets and look at businesses. I want you to look at gas stations and pharmacies and grocery stores and I want you to look at I want you to look at malls and real estate agencies and doctors offices. I want you to drive up and down the streets in your town and look at all those businesses. The one thing they're all going to have in common 
is they did not start that business with money they had under their mattress. They didn't wait until they could start that business based on cash. What did they do? They went and borrowed the money to build the business. They let the business pay off the debt. Hotels. And see, your problem is you want to get your first, you, somebody lied to you and told you that first base on the path of financial freedom is debt free. I got to get out of debt. I got news for you, baby. Debt free is still zero. Can't wait to get back to zero. I don't know. That just doesn't sound that exciting to me. I would rather have something that's producing 20, 30, 40, 50, 300, 400, 500, $700,000 a month. Let that pay off my debt. I'm, I'm in a building that I own. Instead of renting some building that's half this size for $12,000 a month, I bought this building for $625,000. My mortgage is only $5,000 a month and it's mine. I borrowed, now I could have wrote a check for the building, but I didn't. I borrowed somebody else's money. Why? I can use their money cheaper than I can use mine. Yeah. Rich people are smart enough not to use their own money to buy stuff. Come on. Poor people trying to get out of debt. They trying to get back to zero so bad they can't ever get rich. Mm. Okay. <laughs> See treasure. Submit to a teacher. Elisha told this yes. woman to do something didn't make no sense. He went against her 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 her, her intuition and said, "Look, go borrow." I'm going to get back to that in a minute. Which <clears throat> brings us to the next point. He said, "Select your team." Select your team. There's no such thing as a team made as a, as a self-made millionaire there's only a team made millionaire select your team i used to have a business by myself i thought but i didn't i had a job that i paid for you can get a job for free why would you want to buy one now i have a business you know why i have team members i've selected team members and these team members are good at what i'm bad at and they play at what i work at and together we all achieve more but you're trying to be the, you're trying to be the chief cook and bottle washer you want to be a one-man show you call yourself a solopreneur, but you're just really an entrepreneur who ain't smart enough to hire somebody. Oh. Where my people? Wave at me, my peeps. Wave at me. Talk to me, my peoples. Okay. So select your team. You need to find people who are good at what you're bad at. There's nothing, there's not one single solitary one of us that's good at everything. Zach is great at stuff I'm terrible at. Terrible. Larry's great at stuff I'm terrible at. My brother Ruff, he's great at stuff I'm terrible at. Uh, Laura's over there. She's great at stuff I'm terrible at. If you if you ask Laura, she'll tell you she's great. And all kinds of stuff I'm terrible. Okay, I'm just picking on Laura a little bit because she was picking on me earlier because my daughter was here. And they were teaming up on me and it was not fun, y'all. They were beating me up bad too. Y'all pray for me because I got to deal with this almost every day. Okay, so select your team. Why? Because teamwork makes the dream work and two are better than one and the threefold cord is not quickly broken. And if one will chase a thousand, two will put 10,000 to flight. It's teamwork. Select your team. <coughs> Excuse me. And then... Systemize your tasks. I love what w. w. Edwards Deming said. Systemize your tasks. And he said, system. Uh, he said systems under which people work account for ninety percent of the failure. Therefore, the key to success in any endeavors is, is to perfect the system. The problem with some of y'all, you don't have a system. You're just doing stuff. Huh? You're just doing stuff. Right? So you're gonna systemize your task. He said, hey, go borrow vessels abroad of all your neighbors, empty vessels and borrow not a few. And then when you come in, shut the door, have your sons bring you the bottle. They got a job. Your neighbors got a job to do. I'm your coach. I got a job to do. You got a job to do. You need to organize your team. Your neighbors got a job to do. They gonna loan you the vessels. Your kids got a job to do. They gonna bring you the bottles. You got a job to do, you gonna pour out the oil. By the way, she had no idea why she was doing any of this. You know why she was doing it? She wasn't doing it because she knew it was gonna work. 
She was doing it because the coach called a play and she was running the play. I got news for you. Here's the, you want to be successful? Run the play. Am I talking too fast? Run the play. Right? So, so systemize your task. Now, here's what's really interesting. She did all that. How do I know she didn't know why she was doing what she was doing? I know because it says after she did all this stuff, she went and borrowed against her bed. Like, I'm already in debt. Can you imagine her? You got any bottles I can borrow? Yeah, here's some bottles. Got any bottles I can borrow? You got any bottles I can borrow? Yeah, but ain't you already in debt? Ain't they already coming to get your kids? Ain't you? You know how neighbors do, right? But you got any, I, didn't, I ain't asking you all that. Do you got any bottles I can borrow? Can I borrow a bottle? You got two bottles, three bottles, four bottles I can borrow? She went and borrowed. Here's what he said. He said, go borrow empty vessels abroad. Watch this. Of all. He invested in my tickets. I didn't have enough money to travel across. I didn't have enough money to get books printed. So you know what I did? I found somebody who had the money, who believed in my skills, and I went and I sold him a percentage of my business that did not yet exist. There's no Whoa. such thing as I can't afford it. Whoa. There's just, this is not important enough to me to figure it out. Yeah, come on. Y'all, How many of y'all tracking? Now I got great credit. Now I got pockets full of money. Now I don't need anybody to invest in my business. But he did it when I needed it. And guess what I did? I had enough intestinal fortitude to go to him, talk to him and his wife and say, hey, y'all invest in me. Y'all going to believe, I, you better hurry up and know this is going to be the best decision you ever made in your life. And it has proved to be so. Now, he said, go borrow. Do you realize this woman didn't even know why she was borrowing? How do you know? Because it says after she did everything he told her, she went and told the man of God. Then he said, How do you wait a minute, go sell the oil. What? Wait, wait, is that, am I reading that right? Select your genes, system, your task? Yeah. He said, he said, now go sell your treasure. Can you imagine her knocking on the door? Yes, how can I help you? Would you like to buy some oil? She got this bottle in her hand. Would you like to buy some oil? Lady comes to the door. That bottle looks familiar. Yeah, I just borrowed it from you three days ago, but would you like to buy some oil? <laughs> <laughs> She's selling the oil back to the people she bought the bottle, borrowed the bottle Come from. Come on now. Come on. In the bottles she borrowed. Come on now. Sell your treasure. Hey, hey. Myron didn't write this, y'all. Mine didn't, it was in my Bible when I got it tomorrow. Hey, watch this. God said, you want, you want a plan for your financial freedom? Go borrow what you don't have use what you do have to make it more valuable and then go sell what you got go sell the oil hey the thing that is going to change your life more than anything else you will do in business learn how to sell 
get good at it. Get really, really good at it. Practice it over and over and over again. Then get great at it. Then get so good at it, people start paying you to sell stuff for them. People start paying you to teach them how to sell. Get good at it. So when you start selling, they start buying before they know what the price is. How many of y'all picking up what I'm putting down? He said, go sell the oil. He didn't say go give the oil away. He said, go sell it. Well, she went and sold the oil. He said, go sell the oil. Then he said, number seven, he said, settle your tribute. Oops, what is tribute? Tribute is money you owe somebody. Settle your tribute. Do you realize you are one offer away, one well-crafted offer away from anything you want in your life? You, you're one offer away from the dream house you've always wanted to live in. You're one offer. You're one offer away from the car you've always wanted to drive. You're one offer away from taking your entire family, children, grandchildren, brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles, mama, daddy, and them, grandmama, and them, all taking the whole family on a world-class vacation. You're one offer away. Yes, Lord. You realize. Come on. There was a time Bill Gates was one offer away from Microsoft DOS. There was a time Steve Jobs was one offer away from Macintosh computer. There was a time, there was a time when Zoom was one offer away from the Zoom platform that we are meeting on. There was a time when Russell Brunson, and I knew him then, was one offer away from ClickFunnels. Right now, you are one well-crafted offer away from hundreds of thousands of dollars a month, millions of dollars a month, tens of millions of dollars a month. Like, there was a time Mark Zuckerberg was one offer away from Facebook. Like, 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 I am, I ain't hyping this up, y'all. There was a time Google was one offer away from YouTube. The people who created YouTube were one offer away from creating YouTube that, that Google gave them $6 billion for. You're one offer away. Settle your tribute. You come up with that one offer, it pays for everything else you've ever done in the past and everything you ever want to do in the future. All you got to do is come up with that one offer. I don't know about you. I, I, I hope you're getting excited. I, 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 I really like when I remember when Russell first started, started talking about he had an inner circle and it was full and had a hundred people who were all paying him $25,000 a month. I'm like, how do you have a, how do you have a hundred people in the world that are willing to pay $25,000 a month, $25,000 a year to be in somebody's inner circle. Now I got an inner circle that's $155,000. Like I was one offer away from my inner circle. I was one offer away from the Make More Offers Challenge, which thousands of people have come through. I've won, I was one offer away from the Offer Mastery Bootcamp. I was one offer away from buying the software company that I just invested into. One offer away. You are right now one offer away from the thing that will set your family up for generations. Don't miss this train. Go settle your tribute. Make the offer. Go settle your tribute. He said, go pay your debt. And then, the last point, Sustain your turnaround. Your turnaround. What does that mean? He said, after you go and sell the oil and you pay your debt, here's what he said. Live you and your children off the rest. What do you, what do you teach this one how to do? You go borrow however much you need to borrow to build a business that will take care, that will pay off all the money you owe. I don't care if you owe it to the IRS, the ERS, like the ERA, the NAACP, I don't care who you go to, right? You go sell your treasure and you pay your debt. And here's what you do. That offer that you've crafted, 
you and your children and your grandchildren live off the rest. And then you can be one of those people. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. If a man provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he's denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. You don't have to be that person. You can be the person whose picture is hanging on the wall. And your grandchildren are walking through their house one day with their little friend. And they pointed a picture of you. Everybody tap yourself on the chest, say me. They pointed a picture of you and they say, you see, that's, that's my granddad. You see that? That's my grandmama. They are the ones that made a decision to build a business that freed our family for generations. That's the person I want to be. And it is your turn to win. Now, here's what's cool. Can y'all see how great this outline is? This is a great coaching outline. And now it's yours. It is yours to go out and offer, like build it up as a coaching program and sell it for $5,000, sell it for $10,000 teaching this framework. You do that, your life will be better. Got some homework for you. Post a testimonial video in the Facebook group about your experience with the challenge and if you'd recommend it to others. Create a premium offer for at least $5,000 and put it out there for people to accept or reject for at least $5,000. Resources and books. Um, there's a book called Book the Business by Dan Kennedy and Adam Witte. Like if you, it shows you how you can take a book and turn a book into all these different types of offers. It's such a great book. How Champions Think by Dr. Bob Rotella. One of the greatest books I've ever read. In fact, I think I've listened to the audiobook of that three times. Stealing from God by Frank Turek. That's, and the subtitle of that is why atheists need God to make their why atheists need God to make their case, and then one by the called the attributes of God by A. W. Pink. Those are just books that I think will help you in your life and understanding how life works. What we're going to do right now, I may have gotten done a few minutes early. I did. So what we're going to do right now for those of you who filled out A. W. Pink, A. W. P. I. N. K. Like the color pink. What I'm going to do right now is we're going to go over into the breakout room for all the people that filled out applications. I am so thankful that I had the opportunity to spend the week with y'all. I hope y'all feel good about the time y'all spent with me, but I just absolutely am thrilled about the time that I got to spend with y'all this week. I'm so thankful for it. I'm looking forward to the one last chance, the one last hoorah that we have tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Um, but in the meantime, in between time, for those of you who filled out applications, let's go see if you qualify. And the, the offer that I've created for you is kind of mind blowing got a couple of different finance options for it and there are some of you i'm going to take you by the hand and lead you into the financial promised land this challenge you're going to look back a year from now two years from now three years from now and you're going to say that was the day i found my one offer that changed my family's life for generations so laura you want to send everybody tell everybody what they need to do yep. to go into the breakout room and then those of you who filled out applications i'll see you on the breakout room those of you who didn't i'll see you all tomorrow on the family reunion in the meantime in between time i'll see you all in a few minutes or tomorrow morning whichever the case may be. So what we're gonna do is if you filled out an application, you will have received a text and an email. But the text is gonna be super easy for you to find. It's right on your phone and I just. Oh, it's been a great morning, oh yes. Glory, glory, an awesome, awesome morning. How you bless people doing out there? What y'all doing? What you doing for yourself today? Did you give God the glory for just waking you up? 
in the midst of all the rain and the wind. You woke up to be able to start your life all over again. Yeah. I'm not going to keep you guys long. I just want to just say good morning to you all and and know that God loves you. And I was just getting up. I've been up, went to church, which I have an online community I attend. And I just was feasting on some, some good meat from the Word. And I was just talking among myself, and I feel, you know what, let me just share this little bit to the Boom Factor family, so you guys can understand that it's not over, alright, it's not over, it's not over, you might feel like it's over, everything that you have done, everything that you have strived to do, you may feel like it's over, but with God, it's not over, the thing that God, the higher power, who, whatever your spirituality is, but I'm going to stand with the truth. Many know that, hey, I am a true believer, Yahshua. I don't believe in religion. I don't believe in philosophy and all this bickering and back and forth and debating. No, I'm only believing on the truth that I've experienced that came from the Word of God. Okay, so I'm not here to debate anything with anybody. You have your opinion that's good with you. I'm not going to stick with my opinion. I'm going to stick with the very relationship and the patterns that I have had with my Heavenly Father who created the heavens and the heavens. And nobody to this day can try to tell me that God Almighty did not create all of this. But with that said, I'm going by my experience with him in the word, walking the word, and allowing the word to become life in me. And with that, I'm sharing it with you. Now, this is the ironic part. This is the main thing I wanted to share with you guys, that because we have endured so much, and most of individuals are in a survival mode. I mean, they're working. I'm talking about even people that's making pretty decent money. But yet, I even heard someone tell me, man, I don't understand how you living because, you know, I got this and I got that. Oh, I got to fix my coffee. My voice is slowing. I haven't heard my voice crack like this in a while. You know, and um, I mean, they're living a lifestyle, man. They got a nice house, nice car. Well, both parties have husband and wife have a nice car. The children have a nice car. They're really living a nice lifestyle. But the thing about it, they stating that they're not making it. Oh, you know what? I forgot my fish. I forgot I had food in here from last night. We had a good time. Oh, my daughter house. Jesus. Thank you. I know it's something. I was so tired, y'all. Wow. I'm tired. Forgot my fish. Jesus. I want it to be still good. I mean, it's enough. 
catfish was good. Tastes good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's funny. But anyway. So I was just saying. You know, a lot of individuals are losing hope. And, and you know how I say a lot of individuals losing hope? Because they're sick. The Bible says hope defar make the heart sick. And I know I came to my place. In my spiritual walk, like, wait, this ain't working. Father, this ain't working. I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm reading. I'm, I'm praying. I'm believing. Tired and I'm helping others. This ain't working. This ain't working. I'm tired. <laughs> and I know many of you are like the same way. You're tired of perpetrating. You're, you're supporting. You're going here. You're going there. And when you come back home, you got to deal with the mail. You got to deal with the bills. You got to deal with your family. Where's the money? Look, I'm just going to cut it short. Where's the money, Lord? Where's the money? Because everybody that's in the Bible that you told them to go and conquer and gather the spurls, well, I feel I'm conquering, but I ain't getting no spurls. <laughs> yeah. Something ain't right with this picture, Father. <laughs> you ever felt that way before? So... Because of that, you got to go into some soul searching, y'all. Don't go beating yourself up. You got to be honest with God. Just tell him how you feel. It ain't working. Because I didn't have fear not to go to my father. I went to my father and inquired of him. And was honest with him. And said, Daddy, this ain't working. I'm missing something. So whatever I'm missing, help me. With what I'm lacking. What is, what is that I need to do? What changes I need to make? Because you say the wealth of the wicked is for me. So why, why I ain't got it? I'm praying. I'm believing. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm defeating the enemy. <laughs> y'all, let me tell y'all. <laughs> that is good. For you to get to that point, you got to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's the conclusion of all of this. And 
got to just take accountability and responsibility of just some, just life. Because at the bottom, at the end of all this, you guys, life going to keep, going to go on. As long as you can breathe this air, life going to continue to go on. All right? So because life is going on and you still here, that means God still has something for you to do. You have a purpose. You have you have an assignment to fulfill on this earth. If you like it or not, you run away from it or not, God has given all of us a specific thing to do. And you and you and I will not be able to blame nobody when you stand before the judgment realm of the heavenlies and only thing daddy gonna be asking see we be thinking about the wrong thing no that he gonna be asking he said okay two things what have you done with what i have given you who are you gonna blame well lord uh you know i tried to do the church thing and and, and I try to do what Jesus said, but you know, this preacher sinned, and this preacher caught in adultery, and this preacher was stealing, and that church was messing with children, and I just say I'm not, I'm not messing with none of it. So I just went on and lived my life, and I tried to be good to people, Lord. I tried to be good. I tried to help the old lady across the street and my neighbor, and I gave the young lady some food. You know, and I gave the man on the corner a dollar. So, so, Lord, I did my part. You you think God going to be looking at you like... And? <laughs> Come on, y'all. We got to get, we got to get out. It's no more excuses. You know, we got to get out of that. It's time to put on a grown man and a grown woman draws and pick up your britches and let's go forward and do this thing. Let's do it. But we have to do it right. Oh, let me rephrase that. We have to do it God's way. Alright? How I supposed to know how to do it God's way? How I supposed to know how to do that, Dr. D? God's way. I don't believe in God. I believe in my my own spirituality. I believe in the crystals. I believe in 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 Buddha. I believe in in meditating. So what, how am I supposed to know what's of God and what's not? Well, hey, that's what I'm about to share with you. You have to sit there and know what works for you. See, I'm gonna tell you the truth though. I know what works for me. It's God Almighty. It, nobody can take that away from me. I have experienced the manifestation and the power of God in my life to the point where when all said and done, God was there. Well, how do you know God was there? Because the things that I should have done, he did not allow me to do it. When the enemy came and attacked me, he only was able to go so far and God stepped in. I've seen the hand of God in my life. I've seen him move right before my eyes. I've seen the power of the angels show up and stop a thing. 
I've seen him work behind the scenes when everybody said no and God said yes. And even in the midst of them saying no, they had to change it to yes. Just like the prophet went and, and the, the king told him to go curse the Israelite. I want you to speak a cursing on him. And every time he opened up his mouth, blessings came out. Why? 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 Who report would you believe? You gonna still sit here and try to believe everybody else? Huh? Who report you gonna believe? What's been working for you? Now, if you can't really answer that, that means something right and you gotta get yourself in alignment, that's all. Ain't no judgment here. I'm here to stir you up so you can stay on the right path and get to the know the truth. And no matter what, there's only one truth. The world is already deceived. Get get that in your head too. So if the world is already deceived and somebody else trying to tell you something that's going against what you believe, that you have experienced and have received the manifestation on some stuff, all right? And somebody coming along telling you some bull crap, don't get caught up into the philosophy, man, because the devil taking you down to a rabbit hole, a rabbit hole of loss and delusion that's deceiving you to steal your soul. That's what it's all about anyway. He only after your soul. He don't care about you. He don't care about you. He's just trying to make a mockery in the face of God. Because even himself, he had to be created. The devil can't create nothing. He copycats. He duplicates. So if something's not working, you get the manual to figure out how it's supposed to be working properly. And once you do that, then you adhere to what is being told to you or what you read. Period. And you act upon that. Now, I do understand some people don't even understand how to do that. But that's that's when you got to, you know, it's time to grow up. Period. I know when I went to father and I said, Daddy, this ain't working. Something ain't working. Something ain't right. I ain't doing something right. Something ain't working. But you know what I found through my coach? He kept the pace. He said many times, he said most of, not many times, most of the time, most of the time, people start on stuff and they stop because it's not working right then and there. Nah, this is a a marathon race, y'all. It's a marathon. And see what society has done, what social media has done, they try to make everything quick, 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 fast, fast, fast. <laughs> but in naturality, man, you still got to um, pull that concrete and let that thing settle. It may take a month, months, years, even decades before it even happened. Well, oh, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> 
tell you, you can just wait. Keep on going forward. Don't give up. Just keep on going. I guarantee you. Guess what? You're going to experience that boom factor in your life. You just can't give up. And like he said, what happened, what's the difference is, what's the difference is, many, they don't work, so they go jump and do something else. He said, what I've done, I just kept going on, I kept building and building and building on what I have. And see, that's what daddy told me to Your faith has made you whole, daughter. Nobody else is your faith. It's what you did. You stayed consistent. You kept persevering. Um, you kept persevering. You kept making the phone calls. You you kept studying. You kept reading. You kept searching. And that's why it's paying off. Now you're getting the squirrels. Whoa. Now you're enjoying the spirals of your labor. Do you want to enjoy the spirals of your labor? Do you want your children to experience the joy? Take it order of yourself. We we'll always want to print out everybody else's stuff. Turn around and print it yourself. And I'm saying that in love. Because I had to do that, y'all. I had to do that with myself. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, it don't feel good either. <laughs> Because God starts showing you some stuff, it's like, oh, that's ugly. But be honest. Father, I didn't want to be ugly in that situation. You know what I really wanted to do, Lord, but I I thought I was trying to minimize it. But help me. You know what? Daddy is so compassion and he know our hurts he know our pitfalls you see here here's it i i know what they did it really hurted you and i know you you really gave your all to do the best and you really really you really really believed in this person and they don't even understand i know they didn't even understand that you did everything out of true motive the real love of god in your heart was towards that person and that person and that person and that person. He said, but just smile because that's your reward. Here you go. This is just the beginning. Man, look, I'm telling you, I'm counting it all joy. Yeah, weeping did endure for a night, but hey! Joy, joy, joy. Joy, joy, joy. Got some joy coming, y'all. You got some joy coming. Please don't lose hope, y'all. Come on. Stay in the fight. Let's get in there and make it tight. Let's make it right. 
What is that thing you like to do? That it don't matter who pay you or not. You just like doing it. Let's come on and structure that thing. You know, so you can start enjoying the sparrows of your labor. Pastor Darius preached this morning about self-sabotaging. Oh my gosh. The Lord gave me that last year. He told me that. He said, why? As a matter of fact, he pointed it out too. He said, why did you just sabotage yourself? Why you say that? I was like, what? He said, don't you know you just say you just sabotage an opportunity that I opened up for you. He said, I know what it is, but I need you to say what it is. You know, and after we we, we and we and then we act like God don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Something about self-sabotaging. I don't know what they were talking about, Lord, didn't it? He said, No, no, don't even go that route with me. Let's go. You wanna get to the next level, you're gonna have to conquer this. And y'all, let me tell you. When I started seeing the fear, right? And he started showing me word curses that I thought people was for me. I thought people liked me, which I know I got a lot of people that like me, you know. But it just at that time, I didn't realize people was jealous and envious of me. And I was like, why? I ain't had nothing, Lord. But he said, no, it's, the, if, it's your fate level. It's your joy level. And people just can't figure it out. But because of word curses from way back, coming from childhood all the way up, there was in that subconscious mindset, just waiting for the opportunity to stick his head up. And that's what happened. But God, come on, Holy Ghost. He said, now it's time to work the word. Cast down those imaginations, y'all. You gotta, we gotta capture all them negative thoughts, negative in- incidents, all this negative trauma that's lingering around, and we, and just certain stuff. You have to really get your journal. Some people really need therapy, okay? Um, and that's a good thing. Now we need it, and start identifying. When stuff just happened, don't push that thing on. Don't sweep that thing underneath the rug. Start identifying, because that's what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, I see you. Okay. Begin to accept constructive criticism. You should know the difference if somebody really saying that if they love you, they're going to say, you know what? You 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 all right? You were kind of snappy yesterday. Oh, no, I wasn't. What, what you mean? What you talking about? And if you still don't know, ask God. He'll show it because he sure shows it to me. Because I don't want to get to that point in my life where God have literally answered my prayers. And now I'm at a pinnacle of my life. And I allow the enemy to use words to hinder my whole state of being on how I got there. Because I couldn't control the triggers that happened to me 
and I literally expose myself. I don't want that to happen. Expose yourself to God now so the devil won't expose you to people later. Come on. That's a title of a chapter. Thank you, Lord. Expose yourself to God now so the devil won't expose you to people later because he's sitting there watching and every time you don't deal with a, a hurt, you don't deal with a betrayal, you don't deal with it. Even if you was the one that betrayed, you the one that offended, you the one that caused harm, both sides, you have to deal with it. Come clean with it. Take responsibility of it. All right? And bring it to the Father. Expose your heart to the Father. Because only he can deal with the matters of a man's heart. And woman is included in man too. All right? Just one man. Human. And then we have all these fruits that's coming underneath that one man. Human. Okay? And I'm going to tell you guys. I can tell you this. You do that. Start doing that within yourself. Do some personal... That's called personal development. Because we can go out and start businesses and, and start ministries and start organizations to help others. But if you is not sitting there Helping yourself be the best you that you can be. Forget about dealing with the enemy that's inside of me. The enemy. Yeah. It's going to show up one day and it's going to show up at the wrong time. At the right place. So everybody can just have their mouth open and say, oh my God. We don't want that to happen, okay? So let me go. I got some. Today is uh, uh, the beginning of a new work day. And so I'm about to get to it. And just being grateful, y'all. Really, it's, it's been a fight. And I know it's much more to come, but I can tell you this much. That financial burden is gone. <laughs> it's gone. The anxiousness and the weightedness is gone. <laughs> that song I'm hearing. It say, I can see clearer now that the rain is gone, right? I can see further now because the trees are gone. I think that's how it goes. Now we have um, a sunshining day. Well, God wants us to have a, a sunshining way of seeing him working on our behalf in the spirit. And if you have patience enough to wait on him, whoa, come on now. You will literally see it manifest 
you'll be able to gain the spurls of the goods. All right? So it's 12 o'clock. Time to read Psalms 91. That's my little daily day. I have my reminders to say my prayers, to read my word. Uh, I got to sit up here and read. I finished my other book. I, my goal is to read 12 books throughout this year. And I see that Daddy's probably doubling them because I have some more books I need to put in in the in my queue to read. And it has been a blessing, and I'm learning so much, y'all. And I want to always be able to be here to help somebody else while I'm growing. So while I'm growing, I'm sharing, I'm loving, and I'm giving back to you. So I, I'm emptying out so God can continue to pull back in me can't keep it to myself. I have to share it with you guys. And so soon and very soon, you going to be able to enjoy the spurls that God has given you after you have conquered and won that battle. And I'm cheering you on that you're going to make it. You're going to acquire it. And you're going to celebrate to be able to pass it on to the next generation. Okay? So... I'm out. This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. If you need any business advice, go ahead to the YouTube channel, Irvin with an E, R-V-I-N, Irvin Management Group. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. And until then, I love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your lovely day. God bless.